0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of a St. Patrick's Day edition of the Drunk Agile. You can't tell, but I actually do have, have green on um, right now. So, um, yeah, we'll believe you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, this is always the star of the show, panting, because there might yeah. be some some air conditioning issues at the Singh household. Um, but Nisha, thank you for being here. She's like, yeah, I wish there she was somewhere else.
1: She's got the cooling fan on her, but obviously with her fur coat, that's not enough.
0: Yeah, poor thing. Um, along with Anisha is, uh, the person that she bosses around. And his name is Pratik Singh. And my name's Daniel Vacanti. Thanks so much for, for being with us. This special edition, Patik, what are you drinking?
1: Oh yeah. So since it's a special edition, it's St. Patrick's day, uh, had to have a pint of Guinness and the only Guinness that anyone should drink is the foreign extra stout because it's extra. So many, yeah, so, many um, things,
0: so many things I could say about that, but I'm not going to. Um, I, was, I was looking the only kind of Irish, semi-Irish alcohol, and I'm sure all the Irish out there are going to be cringing when I say this, <laughs> that I had in my house was, uh, was Bailey's. So I'm having a, a, a coffee in Bailey's. But, but I have to say, everyone knows um, that all the best Irish, all the Irish really, um, are, are really Scottish. So um, I, brought my, I brought with me a, a Glendronic. So as far as I'm concerned, this is, a, this is an Irish drink, um, you know, as well. So uh, this is one I, I bottled myself. I, I don't know if I featured this one on an episode before. There, so. was an, there was another hand-filled Glendronic I did, but this is, this is one that I, I've done recently. Um, it is, I don't know how old, looks like uh, 15-ish. I, can, I can't do the math very quick. 60.8%, Six, so we're under, we're under our threshold. We're under, we're under, under. under, okay, under. so we're good, yeah. we're good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, slanger, everybody.
1: Slanger the, the, the beer is more suited to the broken AC climate as well,
0: That's fair. So. That's fair. Um, we're gonna be talking about a topic that Pratik doesn't understand, so I don't know, I'm, yeah. I may be doing most of the talking tonight, maybe, or, or maybe not, but the question came to us, Most, if not all of the examples, oh, by the way, thank you, thank you for the the question from our our studio audience. Um, Most, if not all of the the Monte Carlo simulation forecasting examples that we've done, especially Monte Carlo when, um, those examples of, you know, we've we've put in an exact number, like we know we have exactly these many items in our backlog, we have exactly 37 items in our backlog, we have exactly 52 items in our backlog, and we want to know Uh, How long is it going to take for those 52 items to get done? So the question came in, well, what happens? What happens when you don't know exactly how many items in your backlog, which as Prateek pointed out, which probably the majority of the time, you don't know, the vast majority of the time, you don't know exactly. Maybe maybe you haven't done, you know, broken down the work yet, which is perfectly fine. Um, Maybe you don't understand the problem yet, whatever. For whatever reason, you don't know um, exactly how many items you have in your backlog, how do you run a Monte Carlo simulation? And answer the question, when will this product be done? When will this feature be done? When will this epic be done? I don't know, do, do you want to start in before I go? Um,
1: yeah, 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 uh, and, and, and this is, um, as Dan was talking to that, I remember like a, a recent instance of, of, of doing this with the team where they're like, we are pretty sure as we're progressing through this large project, the MVP is gonna be about 20 stories. We're pretty sure about that, but the MVP plus which are those additional features that people really want, we're not sure how much that's going to be. And um, they, they had an idea. They thought it was going to be somewhere between 40 and 50 stories or 40 and 50 work items. Well, is there a way to say, hey, the MVP is 20 items. We're pretty sure about that. But then extended, what we really want to deliver is 40 to 50 items. Can we tell when will we be done with the MVP and then with the rest of it?
0: So, how do you do this? So it turns out the the answer to this question is actually pretty simple, um, assuming you have the right tooling. So sh- shameless plug here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen. I can't remember how well screen sharing comes out when we do these videos, but you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try it anyway. So I'm gonna share my screen. Hopefully, I'm gonna share my screen. And um, uh have a look at the the actionable agile tool so if you're not if you're not familiar with actionable agile please go to actionableagile.com and you can you can find out a little bit more but let's say we have our data loaded into actionable agile and, and right now this is a this is a monte carlo simulation of monte carlo when where again we have put in an exact number so you know in pratique's example if we say hey uh 40 items we want to know when 40 items are going to be done um, we can run a Monte Carlo simulation, and um, you, you can see earlier videos on this. So I think where we explain exactly what Monte Carlo simulation is, how to read the results. But we can get answers like, you know, we have an, an 85% chance of being done. Uh, looks like on or before April 6th, given this data. By the way, this is just an example. On or before April 6th, 95% chance of being done on or before April 9th, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay, but now, but as Pratik just said, well. We actually we actually don't know. It could could be forty. It could be fifty. It could be could be anywhere in between. Well, luckily for us, we have a feature to be able to handle that very very easily. If you just go into the Monte Carlo when on this uh, in Actual Agile on this sidebar, you can actually just put in a range, and we can say, well, you know, we don't know if it's exactly forty. We don't know if it's exactly 50. So you can just do forty fifty, and uh, behind the scenes, Actual Agile will run a Monte Carlo simulation. At, I can't remember exactly. I think we're probably running a Monte Carlo of Monte Carlos. That's probably what's happening, um, or a nested Monte Carlo, anyway. Whatever you want to call it. Um, going through, and you can see how when I did that, when I adjusted that input, that you know our outcomes, uh, our outcomes changed, and uh, you know not by much, not by much in this example. Between forty and fifty, we have uh, you know the eighty-fifth percentile looks like went on or before April eighth now. Yep. Um, do you, sorry, do you want to say? Do you want to say something about that?
1: No, it's, it's, uh, just, um, just the point on yeah. This it's it's, it's most likely, and I'm not sure because I haven't seen the code. <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's most likely a nested Monte Carlo where we're randomly picking from the range and then running the Monte Carlo. So you, if you are pretty confident in that range, you can be pretty confident in that in that answer. The 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 trick obviously is to be confident in the range,
0: which is hard. Yeah, And, that, and I think that's that's really rather the point. Um, you, you know, uh, I hate agreeing with with Patek in public, but you know, chances are if you're running if you're running this Monte Carlo simulation, um, and you're putting in an exact number of of items that, that you wish to complete, yeah. chances are that that's that's not realistic. You know, it is it is extremely rare, and I'm 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 struggling for a time when I've known in my backlog exactly thirty seven items. I don't know that I've ever known that. So I think it's much more realistic uh, to put in something like a range like this. I would argue, like I said, most if not all forecasts should should be run this way, rather than saying we know there are exactly this many items uh, in our in our backlog. Nothing, nothing on that. No, I
1: mean, I think you
0: said everything that needed to be said. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so let's let me let me let me give you kind of because because this 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 potentially leads us into uh, you know a separate discussion because um, you know a lot of times people want to know ka- along these lines people want to know hey I've got uh, maybe maybe my backlog is full of features or epics maybe that maybe that's what I'm tracking in my backlog and as I mentioned before we haven't done the work to break down all of the features or all of the epics in our backlog, which again, uh, not only is okay, it's probably a good thing that you haven't done all of that work upfront. But then the question becomes, well, how long is it gonna take me uh, to finish all of those features and all of those epics when I haven't done that breakout, breakdown yet? Because if I haven't done the breakdown, then I, again, I don't have an exact number to fill, fit into my Monte Carlo. pratique. what do I do? Yeah, this
1: is where um, just uh, as Monte Carlo does, looks at historical data to kind of get an idea for the future, step one for us is looking at historical data. Um, let's say that we look back and see, hey, let's look at the last 20 epics we finished. How many stories were each, each of those? And if you create a scatter plot of number of stories let's say, versus date an epic was finished, number of stories per epic versus date date story was the, date the epic was finished, you can probably get an idea of 85% of our epics have 10 stories or less, or 50% have seven or less. So get an idea of what is the size of each of these. At that point, you go, hey, I've got these, these eight epics, and 85% are 10 stories or less. Let's, let's, let's be a little conservative here. It looks like about 80 stories. Um, and even within that, if you want to put a range and go 80 to 100 stories or 70 to 90 stories, whatever range you want to put and do the exact thing we just did. Say, this is how much work we, can, we need to do and what does it look like? How, how, how long will it take us to get about that much work done?
0: And, and and the flip the flip side is also uh, true. Easy for you to say. The flip side is also true when maybe we've got a release date coming up. You know, we have a specific point in the future that we're trying to work work toward. And again, we've got a bunch of features in our backlog that we haven't we haven't uh, broken down. But we want to know, hey, how many of these features can we get done by that by that date? You can go in just like we talked about. You can run a Monte Carlo simulation that says, all right, how many how many stories do we think we can get done by that date, it's gonna spit out a number. Um, Let's make the math easy. Let's use your example. Let's make the math easy and say, hey, it spits out 80, 80, you know? Yeah. Um, And again, if our 85th percentile is our epics, you know, break down into eight stories or less, um, then it becomes fairly simple math at that point um, to to kind of figure that out. But I wanna stress as we're going through this, it just occurred to me, I wanna stress, that's just the starting point, right? <laughs> that's that, that's that's just the first time to get to kind of get a rough idea of what of the forecast that we're looking at. Um, Pr- Pratik, <laughs> what have we talked about many many times on this show? Yeah. That is like if you're not doing this thing, you're not doing forecasting properly. What what is that? Yeah,
1: it's 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 continuous forecasting. If you're not going back as you're as you're breaking stuff up, as new stuff is flying at your team, as you're pace increases or slows down, if you're not going in and looking at your data again and forecasting repeatedly, that initial forecast is is as, I won't say as bad, but nearly as bad as as most other ways of of predicting how much you can get done.
0: Yeah. And there, there are all other all all kinds of other things that kind of dovetail into this as we're talking about it because maybe the um maybe the way that your features are breaking down maybe the, you know the number of stories uh that are coming out of your features or your epics um aren't quite what you thought they were in the past and so now we need to look at things like i'm sure we've had, we've done episodes on right sizing of features yep. i'm sure we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. now you need to look at that now now you need to look at you know prateek and i always talk about the the point of um, the point of, of of breaking down features or story splitting or all of that, it's not to discover the work you need to do, it's to discover the work that you don't need to do. Uh, so, you know, e- e- even if those numbers are coming out not quite what you expected, chances are, I would argue, the chances are maybe you're throwing a whole bunch of work in there that, that maybe doesn't need to get done, or at least ask the question, you know, how much of this stuff really needs to be done. Yeah. And,
1: and the the more number of features you end up forecasting that you're going to get done by a date. Essentially, the more assumptions you're making that if you if you start naming the features, the more assumptions you're making that you're going to do things in that order for that long and nothing new is going to come in and things won't grow, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, we need to. That's why we need to reforecast because new things are going to come in and
0: existing things are going to grow um so this this is a i think this is a fairly straightforward topic for us um because we keep i think we keep referring back to you know other episodes uh we we should probably just say that maybe pretty soon all our episodes are going to be okay um episode six and then episode 17 and then episode 20
1: just go episode six minutes minutes number
0: this and
1: this yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Because we never have anything, we never come up with anything new. We have obviously never have anything new to say. Um, it's, it's all been said before, but-
1: If you want us to say new things.
0: Oh yeah, ask us, us co- questions. Ask us questions. <laughs> so just to recap this topic, it's not, not only is it, is it okay for you not to know how many items, exactly how many items in your backlog to do forecasting. Not only is that okay, it's probably normal. It's, 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 it's probably typical that you don't know um, so forecasting, you know, use, using a Monte Carlo simulation by putting in a range, you know, is is a way to do it. Uh, probably, probably the way, probably the way that I would suggest most of the time. So, um, if you don't know exactly how many items in a backlog, forecast using a range, um, and then that helps us out. Prateek, how does that help us out with features and epics and things like that? And yeah, at
1: that point, once you know, uh, once you have an idea of how long it will take you to to get a certain range done, you can say 85% of our epics take X number of stories or less. You have the numerator. That's your denominator tells you about how many epics you can get done. Remember- Round, uh, round down whenever you can. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like I said, your, your work is not done. Just because you've done some forecasting up front, your work, that's not the only forecast that you do. That's not the only plan you put together. You better be updating that you know, as you get more information, as we talk about with continued for, continuous forecasting. So that's it. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, I think that I think that's it. Yeah.
1: All good. That, that's my Guinness I go for a second right after this.
0: Peace. Uh, <laughs> oh, peace. oh,
1: I, and I have my I have my certificate from the Guinness people to say that I know how to pour a perfect Guinness.
0: Great. Yeah. Um, that was necessary. I'm I'm certified. So he, you are certifiable. That is, that is for sure. Um, so for, for Nisha in the background, see, she's like, she's crawling closer and closer to the door. Please get me out of here yeah. but For Nisha uh, for Pratik Singh. My name is Daniel Vacanti. I want to say thank you so much for, uh, for watching tonight. Happy St. Patrick's day, everybody. And we will see you in the next episode. Good night, gotcha. everybody.